May we find a place of comfort today, filled with hope, where light is gentle and fierce, and life is bound up together, and there is a way of being in the world that speaks of generosity and encouragement. Sometimes it is hard to see, and we forget to look for it, and our words don't always believe it. But today, let us seek it, turn the world upside down to find it, for it is there. God has made this world for good, not evil. Let us be the good in which God has created us. Hello, I'm Rory Hamilton, the Minister of New Kilpatrick Parish, and we meet again on the journey through Lent, and thank you for the invitation to join you. I'm sure we're all tired of being anxious and stressed, tired of so much live bad news. Are we allowed to switch that off for a short time? Not to forget anyone in Ukraine, just so we can find solid ground once more and then go back to hold everyone again. Today, we can turn ourselves towards hope, turn things upside down if necessary to find it, believe in it, trust it, even in the darkness of it all. We need such hope for the sake of us all. So let us, as a community, pursue it, find it, grasp it, and never let it go. Let us bring here all that is heavy and lay it down. Let us bring here all that is tarnished and broken and lay it here before the one of love. Let us bring here hurts, worries, anxieties, that in this place they may cease. Let us bring here that which overwhelms us, that fogs our brains, that makes us feel helpless and makes us wonder about the future and lay them in this place shaped by peace. Let us bring here all we have done that has hurt, the silences and the words, and lay them where forgiveness is allowed. Let us bring here our hesitating faith, our griefs and concerns, and lay them in this place called love. And in you, O God, lover of us all, may we find the cords to hold again, the words that bring certainty, the ground that is solid, the love that is secure, and the hope that is real. Hear us as we say the Lord's Prayer together. The things we have to continually remember is that the gospel takes place in the real world. We remember the parables 
and the one-liner wisdom pieces. But the story itself is in the context of what is happening on the ground. And there are times when Jesus is clearly responding to what is contemporary to him, the news headlines of his day, and he refers to them and he responds to them. Here are two incidents that had just happened and and Jesus is questioned on them or refers to them to open up a truth about the kingdom. But of course, the truth he opens up is not as his hearers presume. Because there is a way of believing that God is responsible for everything, even the bad things. But these bad things happen because of something we have done, some sin of humanity, some judgment call on us. In Jesus' day, a tower fell, killing folk. In our day, it could be AIDS blamed on our living or 9-11 or so many other things some religious folk have explained as God's judgment on us. Jesus simply and clearly says no to that. This was a shock, however, because if God didn't do it, then did something else do it? Some other demigod? Does that mean that God is no longer in charge of the world? That things happen that are not under God's control? That can be quite a shock, quite a shift in understanding. Anyway, here's the passage from Luke, chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Now, there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their own sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or the 18 who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Now, there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. There is something about the spiritual life that invites us or enables us to see things differently. Now, this isn't anything magical. It comes rather from a way of being in the world. For example, if we live in hope, then we see things through hope, not just towards our neighbour, not just the world, but also the future. If we live in truth, again, we see the world through that lens. If we live in love, the lens through which we see the world is more positive and optimistic. Alternatively, if we see the world through fear or hatred or pain, then our world tends to reflect that. 
2,000 years ago, when something tragic happened, such as the tower falling on folk, a real-life news event written into the Gospels, the folk bring this incident to Jesus. Folk who seem to see the world through the lens of fear and a judgmental God. Who sinned? Who did something wrong? They asked. Because that is how the world works. Something bad happens in the world where God is in charge, then God must be punishing. Jesus changes the paradigm, however. This is not about sin or evil. Jesus moves his hearer to hear a different version of events, moving them from interpreting life through the lens of judgment to offering a different sense, one of hope. The fig tree, says Jesus, is given a second chance. The tree that bears no fruit and ready for chopping down is spared. Its roots dug around, a little fertiliser added, and a wait to see if that makes a difference. From a worldview of judgment to a worldview of grace. That is quite a shift. But inbuilt into this parable is the gift of time. Next year, wait and see. Time to shift your perspective. Part of the parable recognises it's not easy to grasp at a shifting paradigm. Moving from one way of understanding, which we have taken for granted, to a different understanding. It is a big shift. And sometimes that shift can take a generation or longer. But that ability to shift, being able to see things from the completely opposite point of view, is not unknown or strange or foreign to us. It is actually built into the very essence of our faith. When we hear the word repentance, as we do in this passage, our minds turn us to think about behaviour, guilt, as if the, world, if the word repentance is all about reforming our personal morality. That's not actually true. At its root, the word is all about thinking and perception. It means seeing things from a different viewpoint. It's a word that is part of our faith's DNA that says it is possible to have an utter reconfiguration of our perspective on reality and its meaning. The outcome of this way of living is recognising that what we read in the news does not capture the full extent of any story. Every shock and tragedy includes an invitation to find God's grace, mercy and justice, even if those things linger hidden below the surface. This is what we can offer the fig tree whose roots are loosened from old soil and nurtured with new soil, seeing things from a different perspective, the perspective of hope that offers a way through this world. Yes, it feels like a paradigm shift. It is. Trying to find the hope in the tragedy of Ukraine and Syria and Yemen and poverty and hunger takes time. It feels too deep at the moment. But it is what we are called to offer, both our institution and the world. Turn round, loosen the old roots, move away from judgment and pick up a different perspective. Fertilise roots with new soil 
and live with grace rather than judgment and let hope grow fruit once more. Thank you for letting us join you again on your journey through Lent. We continue to do so online and face-to-face. If you go onto our website at nkchurch.org.uk, then there you'll be able to find the information about everything that's happening each day of the week, what's online and Zoom and what is face-to-face. You can also receive that via the bulletin. and you, That can be emailed to you or posted to you, or you can also download it from the website. Thank you, however, firstly and foremost, to your for your generosity towards our Ukrainian appeal. We have so far raised £13,000 for Ukraine and that'll go to the Disasters Emergency Committee, which is Christian Aid and Red Cross and Oxfam, etc., all working together, who are able to respond to the actual needs of people, wherever they are, as refugees or in Ukraine itself. So thank you for that huge generosity, not just the generosity, but the the value we give to caring for neighbour and recognising the opportunity to place peace and, and hope and love in the world still. So let's gather these thoughts together in our prayers for others. Let us pray. Loving God, in the grace with which you shape the world, may we see the world on the other side of tragedy and hurt and pain of conflict. May we see what is possible and pray into that. And so we pray for peace and justice for Ukraine. When words fail us and we cannot express the despondency we have, May we find a way to turn everything the other way and seek out the hope and invest in the life and be generous with the possibilities of the future. May we make that possible in the way we live and the way we respond and the lifestyle we choose and the resources we need and the cost that takes. Changing the world towards justice away from selfishness and fear-filled ambition. And we pray for compassion and those beyond our neighbourhoods, yet within them too, for those who are finding hunger growing closer and futures far more uncertain and cost of living changing what we choose to do. Maybe seek out alternative lives and priorities of creating community of loving neighbour, of living towards hope again, of prioritising compassion and friendship and welcome, changing the world towards renewal and away from fear and competition and loneliness. We pray for our families and friends, for those among us we know who are ill, physically and mentally, those with too much stress and anxiety who feel worthless and overwhelmed by life at the moment, grieving and hurt, may we wait with grace to offer signs of life and hope, changing the world towards love. Hear us, the words spoken 
and those left unsaid. So be it. Amen. Go in peace. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>